It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. on his uh, but we won't talk about that uh, with us this evening we have Mr Sheen Paul Hipkiss good evening all and Mr Rob Mark Adams hello everybody hope you're okay and a special guest Paul Caddis how are we doing guys all right yeah we're all good you good Oh, yeah, well, thanks. Very well. Good stuff. Loads of questions to come. Uh, Paul, I think we should get straight into what happened. We won. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brilliant, <laughs> brilliant game on Saturday in the end and uh, got the got the result that we've been craving for ages and it finally came into place first half. Uh, we took the game to Middlesbrough, didn't we, and, mm-hmm. and got the goal and, 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 yeah, I think we were well-worthy winners. Um, defense, defensively outstanding. Um, I'll throw it out there early doors. Is that our best eleven? From the players that we've got, I, 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 I thought to myself at the start, possibly you know, friend centre half with Dean um, and Pedersen left back. Mm-hmm. Uh, apart from that, that's probably the team I would have picked before the game. Uh, I think Sonich and Kofton Ball together in midfield is a must. Uh, we're a different team when they play together, um, in my opinion. Um, and it was great to see Scott Hogan get another, you know, get a goal again, and um, that'll do his confidence the world of good. And for me now on Wednesday night. He must keep the same 11. I really hope that he keeps the same 11, providing we haven't got any injury problems, obviously, or any other issues um, for us not to do that. But yeah, for, in my opinion, I'm really hoping now he keeps the same 11 and, and we can kick on from here. Um, I noticed on Sky Sports, they kept harping on about Sanchez's uh, lunge at their player. And yeah, I thought, yeah, well, for me, I thought the one thing they didn't mention was the fact that he was actually fouled in the first place, which is what made him so mm-hmm. frustrated because it was a, a blatant free kick, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And, and that, that's what I was shouting at the telly is, well, we, none of you have mentioned once the fact that he was actually fouled, which is what actually, you know, agitated him to do what he did. But it was never a red card anyway, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It was just, um, it was just a, you know, a, a little lunge out and he hardly even touched him, did he? So mm-hmm. if you're going to get a red for that, then, you know, as Tom would say, the game's gone. The game's gone. Um, you yeah. know, so, so yeah, o- overall, um, great result there. Great three points. And we're only the second team to beat them at home this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's hope now the lads can really kick on and, and, and start to sort out the mental side to the game at home and start to play like this at home and, and beat teams at home. And, you know, second half, that, 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 that change uh, that he made, I thought, oh, what's he doing here, you know, on about 65 minutes. But it worked a treat, didn't it? Going through yeah, at the yeah, back. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How, so, how, so, yeah. Much, how much of a shock was it 
Because I don't, don't think any of us... No, no, I, I, no. I was <laughs> confident. I was, I, was, I was hoping we'd nick a draw. Um, and I, I didn't think there'd be many goals in it. Um, but to come away with that, no, I didn't see that coming, to be honest. No, and we had that little bit of luck as well, obviously, when it goes off the post and doesn't go over the yeah. line. And, you know, it's about time we had a bit of luck like that. But I thought we should have had a penalty on Juch as well. When, yeah. he was, when he was when he was pulled back a little bit, to be honest. I've, I've seen them given, mm. um, you know. So, but yeah, overall, can't complain. I thought we were well worthy winners. And let, 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 let's back it up now with a home win on Wednesday night as well. That would be yeah. wonderful. I'd just like to say um, how how well, I think that was Friends' best uh, performance in a blue shirt, to be honest. Yeah, I thought Friends was excellent. What a game, yeah. He was absolutely superb. Mm. I mean, Iman Harley Dean. Yeah, Iman Harley Dean yeah. and San Jose. The whole back four were brilliant, weren't they? Colin as well. Mm. And, yeah, they're um, all fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. How, how nice was it that Hogan scored that goal? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it makes a, makes a mockery of all these, you know, all these rumours that amazingly we all, you know, he had the buster. But how does how does anyone know? You know, mm, yeah, yeah. We don't, we don't know. No, it's all speculation, yeah. isn't it? Really, it's all speculation. All speculation. Yeah. It was great I mean, to see him kiss. It was great to see him kissing that tattoo on his arm again, wasn't it? It's been yeah. a while. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a Tilton talk show tattoo. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a picture of Nick's boy. Oh no, better not say that. <laughs> um, did you see any no, of this at all, Paul? Paul? Paul, did you watch any other game at all? I know you were playing yourself. Have you seen the highlights? I seen. I seen the goal. It was a really well worked goal, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I seen that. I seen the 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 kick you're talking about as well. And I don't know how the rest will give a foul. It's unbelievable, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, it's a blatant foul. Uh, yeah. You can understand that why you do get frustrated. But no, I'll be honest, I only I, I just seen the goal. Is it the same in League One as well? The standard of a, I mean, I, I know you obviously you can't have to be careful what you say, but the, the officials in the Championship are just absolutely diabolical. You know, this season some of the decisions that we've had. The Championship referees are full full time as well, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think the League One ones are. I don't. I don't think they're full time. So the Championship ones really don't have an excuse, but. Listen, it is frustrating. It's extremely frustrating. Yeah. But now we 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 had uh, stuff sent through. Our Birmingham's probably had the same on the Friday night about all these new regulations. You can't basically you've got to stay well away for the referee just to yeah. do with COVID. So it's almost mm. making their life as easy as possible. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, yeah. Atmos- there's no atmosphere in the stadium. There's no. Yeah. So nah. the decisions are just off the cuff at times. It's that is frustrating. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, know. I know, I know, Villa, I know Villa Park. Probably they don't notice. There's no atmosphere anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, was, there was the joke going before the game, wasn't that uh, you know because we should stop celebrating and you know when we score goals because of COVID yeah. and of course it wouldn't apply to us. So, but yeah. we went and won, didn't we? Yeah, Tony Sauce says uh, defended properly, tight and right side, and supported Hogan, who's a predator. Not a mm. ball chaser. Uh, Adam says, I bet Karanka changes team next next game. Just wanted to get a win over former team, Borough. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping doesn't happen massively, especially this time after getting that positive result with that team. I really hope he doesn't make, you know, five or six changes on Wednesday night and sticks with the same 11. He yeah. probably will tinker with it though, only for... Oh, probably. And yeah. If he does and we win, then, then fine. But for me, mm. I'd, I'd stick the same 11. To yeah. be honest, uh, she says, I love Warnock ranting at friend, being a gentleman. Warnock being Warner. Steve Cal mm. says, Welcome, Paul, the savior Cadis. Yeah. Benji says, We need to wear green at home. We do. I agree with that. Yeah. Stop wearing a green kit. Yeah. Yeah. We're certainly, yeah. Um, we're certainly good in that kit, aren't we? And we get yeah. some good results in it. So, yeah, why not? For the boys yeah. in lime so, green. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, Paul, then let's go back to. 
What year did you join us, mate? 2013, 14? 2012, 13 season. 12, 13, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Lee Clark's first year. Yeah. Yeah. So how did it come about then? You're obviously at Swindon at the time. Yeah, I was at Swindon. Uh, I ended up out of favour at Swindon. So I sort of done my, my kind of own pre-season for three, four weeks. Uh, I was meant to go to MK Dons and then just last minute, Lee Clark had called me and said, do not go, leave it with me for a couple hours. Would you be interested? It's an absolute no-brainer. Uh, so there I was, just on my way there. I, I got there the Friday. Uh, played Peterborough the Saturday. And I, for insurance purposes, all the things that go on behind the scenes and two clubs try to sort it out. I couldn't train that day. So I hadn't met the players. I was uh, stuck in a box in St Andrews. I had only spoke to the manager through through the phone calls. He eventually came to the box about four or five o'clock that, later on that day and said, uh, how do you feel about starting tomorrow? And it was right. absolutely, obviously, again, I was like, yeah, fine. But deep inside, I was thinking, oh, I've not done much in the last couple of weeks, like, <laughs> game-wise. But I always knew, I, I just always knew adrenaline gets you through things. And, and I got there and, and uh, went into the dressing room. The, my first day was literally, my debut was the day I met the players. Yeah, mm. yeah. And you served us really well, you know, over, over the years yeah. you was with us. You are brilliant, mate. Um, yeah, definitely. What was it about the number 31? Was it, I always wondered, you know, with footballers and that, are you superstitious about your number? Was you superstitious about number 31? Was it just a number you no. got stuck with? No, the first year I came, I was number 28. Oh, okay, the, yeah. The year yeah, I came yeah. on loan, yeah. yeah. And then I came back and that was the, the only one that was available. Listen, I've never been one. For, believe it or not, I'm 32 now and this is the first time in my career I've had number two. Okay. Oh, wow. like, like, as, as a, as a right-back, yeah, I've never, ever had number two. So, uh, And I was always t- I was told when I went to Birmingham, number two was a curse. Because <laughs> obviously people getting injured a lot. When there was a lot of, there was this right, when I went, it was like this right-back curse. Like, obviously Stephen Carr had a bad injury. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Then I, yeah. I had went on loan and then came back the following year and Neil Early had a bad injury. Yeah. It just seemed to be like a right-back thing. So, no, numbers was, it was what it was. It, it genuinely didn't bother me what I could have had. 3,000 in the back of my shirt is, doesn't bother me. Yeah, it doesn't bother you. Yeah. I bet other players nah. are different though, aren't they? I would imagine, aren't they? Oh, massively, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, massively. There's loads of people who want certain numbers. And mm. uh, I've, to be honest, I've, I've actually I've tripped myself up here. I've actually done it once. I've done it at Swindon with Decanio. So Decanio used to make us at Swindon bid for our own number. And then mm. we, we raised money and we gave it to charity. So there were a lot of people like strikers would want nine, wingers would want seven, mm. 11, etc. So we ended up just the boys that wanted the same number had to bid against each other. Mm. So I'm Scottish and I'm tight, so I didn't want to bid against anyone. So I, <laughs> so I took number 17 because at the time my daughter was born on the 17th of June. So that's the only reason I've ever picked any number at all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that leads, on, that leads on to the next question, Paul. Have you kept any of your shirts? Have you got yeah, I've, got them. I've got them all. I've just recently moved moved house mm-hmm. and I've just uh, came across them all. Yeah, I've got I've got more I've got more Birmingham than any other one. We used to get like quite a lot of air shirts and stuff like that. But yeah, I've got got them all. I've got the I'll probably speak about it later. The the Bolton one. I've got that. My mum and dad got that framed for me. Oh and, yeah. And yeah. Part of my my Christmas and stuff like that. So I've got that and, and a framing. Right. in the wall. So that leads us on. That obviously leads us on nicely to that, doesn't it? To Bolton away, obviously. 
that day. I, I, I couldn't make it that day. I wasn't there. I know you was there, Mark. I wasn't. Yeah. Um, I, was, I, was, I, was at my, I was at my mum and dad's house and we had it on Sky Sports and they were going to and from Leicester to Bolton, from Leicester yeah. to Bolton. And yeah. I just couldn't cope with it. It was so stressful, even not being there. Um, oh, oh, it was um, absolute madness. The, to be honest, was, the Bolton game, the build-up started after the Wigan game the Tuesday night because we lost mm. that game. And I think if we won that, they gave us a massive advantage. So we're really going into the Bolton game Wore down and, and like considered another other results. So the build up that week was was like no other week. To be honest, I'm not going to sit here and lie and try and yeah. hide behind it all. It was it was extremely tough. And to be fair, I've got to give Lee Clark a lot of credit. He, there was yeah. all these rumours going about there'll be a lot of redundancies. There'll be this. There'll mm-hmm. be that. But he mm-hmm. done so well to keep that away from the players. Take the pressure off the players. Just it's up to us to go and play football and trying to go there with a clear mind and. Eventually, we, the, the end result was obviously we stayed up. But yeah, yeah it, w- it was a tough week like no other, but something I'll, I'll never forget. And obviously, yeah. um, the man himself, Lukas Djukovic, nearly sent us down, didn't he? Obviously, got the second goal. Second goal, yeah. Uh, I, play, I, I played with Djukovic actually when, I came, when, when he came to the club. Uh, I was there as, as his first year, my last. Uh, yeah, I've reminded them of that plenty of times. <laughs> <laughs> what so when we, go, when we go when we go two two down did you still in your minds did you I mean obviously we did it but did you still believe that we could at 2-0 down because I thought we were down I'm not going to lie yeah, yeah I, I won't yeah. lie if you, if you if you see the second goal in I'm at the edge of the box and I'm like this yeah so yeah. that says it all I, I genuinely thought 2-0 down 12 minutes to go no chance I, at the time I, did, I wasn't aware of what was going on at Leicester mm-hmm. so I, I was thinking to myself Leicester's hopefully going to be winning but I knew that was another thing in the build up we had heard that Leicester had already won the league so the Leicester boys were out on the lash they were out drinking yeah. all week yeah. and, we're, yeah. and we're thinking oh no you're kidding yeah. our biggest game they're getting the trophy and stuff like that so we were trying to tell ourselves surely they're, they're getting the trophy in front of their own fans they want to go out on a high they want to win but anyway yeah. yet, once that once the second goal went in I remember Big Daz should have probably saved it and because uh, it went under his arms in it yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm at the edge of the box, like hands on my head, and I thought, "Oh my god, this!" And then actually started going through your head, thinking, "What is going to actually happen to this club?" And I kept thinking, "Is it going to be like the next Pompey? Is it going to be? Is it going to <laughs> just keep dropping?" Do you know what I mean? You, yeah. You just go through all those fears because I know a lot of fans, and listen, some players might be like that, but I've always, I've always bought into a club that I've played with, and mm. and I just knew like this would be drastic for a club that size and but then we got the they got the goal back with Big Ziggy and, and I've said it before as soon as Ziggy scored the, the only thing we heard in the full stadium was those four or five thousand fans behind the stand mm-hmm. and you think we're, they we're still believe we, we've yeah. oh unbelievable yeah. unbelievable we're actually the, the noise fans, and, when, and, left. and let, let's talk through the goal to that moment itself then so if I remember it's Lee Novak isn't it who slips over when he puts the ball in the box and then Jordan yeah. Ive gets the ball. He, he sort of cuts in, doesn't he? He has a shot. And then it sort of goes up in the air. Ziggy sheds it's down. Yeah. yeah. And then... I still got a bit of stick to this day to say that Ziggy's header was actually over the line, but I don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> and did it feel uh, like an age? Did it When it dropped onto your head, did it feel like years, the ball coming down to your head? Do you know what? See, thinking about it, I can still... That, like I can still hear it I can still just yeah it kind of goes quiet and then I heard it and I just remember the place erupting I can still hear yeah. it and I knew it was late I remember thinking this is 92, 93 so 
the fans probably never noticed this, but they're all probably five, six rows further down where they should be. Then I'll just say that. <laughs> yeah, so I run right away up to the far right hand side of the stadium, right up in yeah. the corner flag. Mm. So I could try and burn more time for the referee to come all the way up. I stood there, he booked me for taking my top off, get my six pack out, <laughs> six pack of, of iron brew. Uh, <laughs> and then I remember when I was celebrating, I run to Darren Randolph because the second goal, the one we said Dad should have done better, Daz was crying. He had tears yeah. in his eyes, like he was proper crying. He thought he'd let everybody down. And Daz was unbelievable for us that year. So I just he remember. Was. Mm-hmm. So I run to Daz and, and me and Daz had a bit in the, the just around about the halfway line. But yeah, and listen, you look back at it and you, you laugh and stuff like that. Could it have been a foul from Jonathan Spector beforehand? <laughs> I don't know if you remember when they cleared yeah, it. I do, yeah, I do. Kind of yeah. jumped on the young lad. So that referee, believe it or not, is uh, he was also the same referee that added the time on when we went 2-0, against Dar- 2-0 down against Derby. We drew two each, remember that? Yeah, yeah, away from home. Yeah, he was a referee there as well, and it was just you just remember things like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. What a day, unbelievable. Yeah, and I remember you. I remember remember your interview after as well, and I won't repeat what he said. But Robbo coming up behind you. Yeah, Robbo. Yeah, (laughs) just uh, you just listen. We didn't want to be in that situation, but we had to make the best of it, and the best of it was obviously was keeping the club in the division. Uh, Yeah, and I mean it would have the scenes. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It would have, um, it would have, would have took us back to 1995. It would have set us way back. Yeah, yeah. You know, but and the, the actual feeling. Yeah. I, I was in, I was um, on the top tier, but all around me is just like I say. When it when it went two down, I think we all realised. Hang on, this is the year we go. Yeah. There was yeah. no. I think it was weird. It was weird and because I scored that goal and I've run obviously down the line and there was four and a half, five thousand people there. And you know the one face I seen it was my brother. Really, well, right. sitting like end ended up in the second row for some reason, and out of every face, it was like him. I just, went, I just went past him. <laughs> Brilliant. So, what, what did you do after then? After the after the game had finished, obviously you, you celebrated in the dressing room, and then yeah. and then what happened? Yeah, even in the dressing room, it was there was genuinely two or three minutes of sheer silence, and I'm not exaggerating. Silence. Yeah, just relief, relief, just like massive relief. Lee claps in the corner and. His face is beetroot red. He's, and it was just silence. Uh, mm. But then afterwards, listen, I'm t- I, I don't drink. I'm teetotal, so You're somebody Scottish. else should have probably scored that. You're Scottish. Somebody ball. else should have probably scored that. Go and enjoy that bit more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a can of Iron Brew on the bus on the way home. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, we went out for a bit afterwards. I, obviously, I, as I said, I don't drink, so I was back home pretty early. And I remember uh, it, was, it was about one half one in the morning, and I'm lying sleeping and my missus is like Paul Paul there's somebody shouting outside and I've opened up my, my curtains in my, my bedroom and Lee Novak and Darren Randolph's in my garden singing there's only one Paul Cardis at half one in the morning <laughs> steaming paralytic drunk just unbelievable it was brilliant absolutely brilliant Brilliant. We've got we've Fantastic. we've we've had we've had literally hundreds of questions and I, I really will catch you up in a bit. But uh uh Sam Mullet asks who was Paul's best friend at the blues? Uh, my closest friends was Jonathan Grounds and lucky enough I'm back in Swindon with him now uh, mm. and Stephen Gleeson Andrew Shinney that was the three that I was I was closest with uh, got on really well with Robbo as well still speak to Robbo still speak to quite a lot of the lads got on at the time with, with David mm. Cottrell but the closest one would uh, 
was Jonathan Grounds. But through just through other things outside of football was his wife Scottish as well, got on really well with my with, with my partner. I was I was at his wedding and stuff like that. So Grounds is the one I was closest with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another one who served us well. He served us really well, didn't he, yeah, Jonathan Grange? Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. Uh, he was just steady, wasn't he? It was never anything unbelievable or terrible. No. I know he took a bit of stick at things, but he was yeah. I, I, enjo- I actually enjoyed him playing at left back because it let me attack more because he didn't like going over the half wheeling. <laughs> I, I, I always thought he got I got a bit I always thought um, Grant's got a bit of unfair stick to be fair mm. I, I yeah, it's, listen, it's one of those ones that I think what did they play 160 odd games for the club or something yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah it was a great and if you look at it he, he probably played under three four managers and they all played him so yeah. he must have been doing something yeah, so, yeah he, was good. A, he seems to be a scapegoat a lot of the time you know amongst fans but me, me personally yeah. I, I really liked him mm. yeah he was just, uh, uh, um, Aaron yeah, says, I know it's a silly question, but what was your best moment at Blues? <laughs> <laughs> obviously, obviously that goal, but for, to take that goal out of it, it was, it was probably the debut. Just the, yeah. going from, listen, we've all, we've all probably done it, we're all guilty of looking at Sky mm. Sports on the transfer centre and going, How the, how's he nicked that move? And I <laughs> came from League 2 to, to Birmingham and I know for a fact people going, how's he nicked that move? So just to go out there, I, I think I got man of the match the first game and done quite well and just for my, my own benefit as well, just to say, like, yeah, I can do this at this level and yeah. with these big personalities. Because, listen, there was big personalities that first, oh, yeah, that yeah, first yeah. time I went to that dressing yeah, room. Yeah. Yeah, big yeah. personalities. You had Marlon King, you had Keith Fahey, you had Stephen Caldwell, Curtis Davis, the Burke, mm-hmm. Hayden Mullins, Wade Elliott, to name a few. Like there was, They were big personalities and I had came from captain at Swindon, 20, I was 24, and we were quite a young team, so I was probably one of the bigger personalities at Swindon mm. but certainly not at Birmingham that first year yeah. I think it's it's true isn't it that the better players you play with the better you play yourself mm. oh 100% 100% and I yeah. I probably didn't realise until that until my first time at Birmingham I thought yeah these players will make me better yeah. and uh, I remember hitting it off with, with Chris Burke straight away probably because yeah. it's the only two people that understood each other in the dressing room but <laughs> uh, no yeah I had a great relationship with Burke it was a uh, yeah, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. And then, listen, I've got a lot to thank the manager for Lee Clark. You know, he mm. took a bit of stick at, t- at times at the club, but he, I thought his his management, I just with me personally, was was unbelievable. Yeah, so was mm. just asked how you how you got on with um, Lee Clark. Got on okay with him. Good bloke. Mm. Yeah, loved him. Yeah, mm. I, I played against a lot of his Huddersfield teams. He uh, he, he wasn't any different to what you've seen at Blues. He was passionate. Mm. You could you could see him. He was kicking every ball. And but listen, he it's such a a family side to him, he'd such a sentimental soft, he'd a soft soft side to him that well, probably only us as players seen it. Mm-hmm. Listen, when we lost it, it proper hurt him. It did, it genuinely did hurt him. He uh, yeah. he bought into everything at the club. He tried to, he tried everything that, that year that we stayed up where we had the terrible home run. He genuinely tried everything. We tried staying at the hotel in Birmingham. We tried mm-hmm. doing different things in training. We tried meeting up for pre-match. We tried not meeting for pre-match. He tried everything. So, yeah, he, I got on really well and I still speak to him at this day. Yeah, we, we spoke to him yeah. just before Christmas. Really nice guy. Yeah. So honest. Yeah. So honest, absolutely. Yeah. Um, somebody's, somebody says, um, do you actually do you realise that uh, uh, you are a blues folklore hero? Do you, do you actually realise how much of an hero you are? Uh, no, 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 I genuinely don't. And <laughs> oh, crikey. I remember, so after that game, we, uh, Gary Pendry was Gordon Strachan's assistant manager at Celtic when I was a, 
a player at Celtic and there was all the talk of it was a player of the year awards that Sunday after the the Bolton game mm. or the Monday sorry there was the Sunday or the Monday and the talk was if we go down it won't go ahead if we stay up it will go ahead and I was at Gary Pendry's ta- table and I remember him saying to me that night listen your life at this club will change from this day yeah. mm. and I, I was 25, 26 I'm like yeah yeah just kind of in one year out the other not expecting in but genuinely had people coming up that night crying saying oh you've saved my job you've <laughs> done this you've saved my marriage you've saved yeah, my yeah, marriage yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you've done this you've done that and it was like yeah. and it's one of those clubs just... is one of those massive football clubs that you don't realise till you're actually inside yeah it is no no yeah yeah but I think for me I'm just sitting there thinking of the actual consequences what would have happened if you hadn't scored that goal and scary you know, yeah, yeah, it's quite scary. it's quite scary to think what would have actually happened because mm-hmm. I think we would have we probably would have done a, we probably would have done a Portsmouth or a like you yeah. say a Bradford. Yeah, that's the only other like one that. I yeah. could really yeah mm-hmm. Bradford yeah that Portsmouth is the only other, the one that I could really think of that decent sized club obviously not really near the size of Birmingham but a decent sized mm-hmm. club and you think they've done it is is this what's yeah. going to happen at this club but mm-hmm. yeah 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 thankfully we've never had to think about that. Well, look at Sunderland as well. They've had a right game getting out of League One. They're back yeah. in the Championship and they still haven't done it. Well, yeah. And Coventry. And Coventry. Still not done it. And Coventry. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. mm. it took Leeds as well, didn't it, a few seasons to get out of League One back to the yeah. Championship as yeah. well, you know. So it's the, it, there's no guarantee yeah. you're going to come straight back up. No. No, definitely not. Listen, especially with the, the more football goes on year by year, the, the money in the Premier League is obviously ridiculous. So the filter mm. a player coming down from the Championship to from the Premier League to the Championship to League One six, <clears throat> ten, eleven years ago there's players in the Championship mm-hmm. that have probably played every week in the Premier League but, mm-hmm. but with the money now and just going and buying foreign players and the influx of foreigners in the, the Premier League the standards filter them down and the leagues are extremely tough so yeah, yeah there's yeah. no there's no certainty you're going to come back up as you mentioned Sunderland mm-hmm. a massive club with 50,000 yeah, exactly. yeah, fans yeah. regularly it's yeah. there I've got a, I've got a, I'm just going to say I've got, I've got a message from Lee Clark as well. He's just said, uh, you're the only player I tried to sign for every club I managed. Even my kids sign him on FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice message, isn't it? Yeah. It's really nice. That's nice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's yeah, nice, yeah. yeah, yeah. I went yeah, back cool. to Bury just strictly, just really for him as well. I went back to and played with him at, uh, yeah. under him at Bury as well. Yeah. Mm. yeah, so so sad and tragic to see what happened to them as well, obviously. Yeah, oh. Shocking. Shocking. Absolutely. Shouldn't happen in this, that shouldn't happen in this day and age, you know. These, they're looking, yeah, they need to sort out the, um, the good and, just, yeah. Sorry, Paul. Yeah, that's true. I think people just take over those clubs, clubs obviously they're low down the leagues, and just trying to make a penny, and if it doesn't work, they, they've got mm. no affection for, towards the club they're in, it's horrible. Yeah. It ripped that town apart, it's, yeah. it's really sad. Yeah, mm. horrible, yeah. And having played in both League One and the Championship, would you say the, 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 the difference in quality between the two leagues is similar to the Championship and the Premier League or is there not that much of a gap? No, I think I think in the next 18 months, two years, I think the gap between the Championship and League One will be huge because mm, really? strictly because of the salary cap. Yeah, so mm. because of the salary cap. League One, so for instance, Sunderland could potentially still bring players on amazing money for, for this level, but they can't now because they're under two and a half million salary cap. So I just think if this is still the case next year, the gap between the Championship and League One is going to be huge. Mm. Just down to the standard of player. But when when I first went to Birmingham, the, the gap was, uh, I thought the gap was quite big, to be honest. Uh, the standard and, and the Championship was, was brilliant. And I remember the first year, I, and it still is, there's obviously some great clubs, but I think the first year I was in the Championship, there was maybe only 
three, four, five match teams that hadn't actually been in the Premier League. Mm. Mm. And who was your team growing up, Paul? And your favourite, your, your sort of footballing hero? I'm guessing Celtic, but I, I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah, I was a Celtic fan. Uh, yeah, I grew up a Celtic fan. Massive. Uh, all my family support them, and uh, my hero was probably when I was younger. Nothing not to do with my position. It was just it was Henry Larson was oh, at the time when I watched it. Was what unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah. And I'm actually glad that he went to. He probably done Scottish when he when he went to Barcelona and Man United and still set those leagues leagues alight and was was unbelievable. But yeah, he was a he was the one. Yeah, yeah, great player. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought you were going to say Oliver Tebbley then. <laughs> oh, I remember his first game for Celtic. He wore a, he wore one white boot and one black boot. I can always remember yeah. that about him. Yeah, Some, he was at Birmingham for a bit as well, wasn't he? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's a he's a hero at the Blues. Yeah, he's a great, he's a great, great yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But Celtic had a good side then, didn't they? Late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, team. very good. That so my first year as a, a young pro, so we had to wash the boots and clean the kit and stuff like that. And, I keep going on about personalities. Listen, I keep going on about personalities in football because I'll be honest, there's no big personalities in football anymore. It's gone. Those days are gone with these big personalities. Back then, it was like Henrik Larson, Chris Sutton, Neil Lennon. Do you remember the guy, Bobo Baldi? Yeah. Remember him, no? Yeah. yeah. He had muscles in it. He was that big, he had muscles in his ears. He was (laughs) an absolute unit. Uh, Yeah, just big personalities like that. Craig Bellamy, uh, John Hartson. John Hartson, yeah. uh, But, yeah, but just to this day, that's the upbringing that I think youngsters miss now. They don't do any kit or boots or anything like that, but that is what it is. Yeah, sure, sure. Mm. I mean, it's, um, sorry, I was going to say, um, it's just so depressing about the fans, like you said earlier. It's just, um, um, the, the, oh. big worry is, Pete, the big worry is, Pete, you are worried about people turning their back on it for good. Not just the kids, but people getting out uh, of the habit of going. And, you know, I hope I'm yeah. wrong, but... Uh, I'll be honest. I absolutely hate it. I hate it. I'm, as I said, 32 now, so I've played my first game was probably 18, 19, 14 years with supporters. And it's actually like, so right now, if you talk at Swindon, we're going through a tough time and it's about experienced players trying to trying to help everyone else through all the rest of it. But believe it or not, it's actually suiting the young lads because these young lads, like experienced players feed off supporters. We yeah. do. Like, I feed off supporters. You'd seen me at Birmingham, some of the yeah. things I would do just to wind supporters up. Like, I enjoy yeah. that. That's That gets that bit of adrenaline from me. But I've mm. seen you come out of the dressing room now, you walk down the tunnel, you come onto the pitch, and it's like a big sponge. Mm-hmm. It's just great. It's just strange. It's not just, it's just no great. I, it, it, it suits the youngsters right now because they're not used to playing in front of these fans and like under 23s and stuff like that. But I, I absolutely hate it. I'm, I miss supporters so much. The best, so the best they... analogy, sorry, Mark. The best analogy I came up with on the show previously for that, Paul, was uh, it's like watching Strictly come dancing without the music. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're right. I know. It is. It's, oh, I hate. I absolutely hate it, and yeah. I, I, I hate saying that because it, I don't want to come across that like I'm not grateful that I'm still playing, but I'd just be so much more grateful playing in front of supporters. That's what I grew up to do. I grew up to be a footballer, but mm. you grow up with you don't dream of scoring the winning goal and turning around nobody been in the stands you dream of that being you hear that roar like I've done it bolting and stuff like that it's, I like, it feels like you've gone, yeah does it feel like you've gone back 20 years and you're playing over the park with your mates uh, it generally does at times it does yeah you, listen you still when that whistle blows you still want to you give yeah. 100% that's just that's just a given but just at times where just silly things like decisions by referees can be like we just stole wall penalty the other day but I know for a fact there's fans in the stadium we'd have got it just 
little things like that, but it is, uh, it's tough. It generally is. Mm. But even even as fans watching it at home on the telly, you know, it's like, I, for, I don't know about you, Mark, but I forget where I am when I'm watching the Blues, especially yeah. when we score, especially when Mark. we score. And I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm jumping up and down when Hogan scores Saturday. I'm going absolutely mental in my house. You know, yeah. my, my, my daughter's like, Daddy, will you just calm down a bit, please? You know, <laughs> and it, it just don't, I'm not used yeah. to that. You know, I'm used to jumping up. And, it's that yeah. time where you escape and you're, you know, you can go nuts in the stadium when we score. But when you're at home, you just forget that your wife and daughter are there and you, you just go into a different yeah. world, don't you, when you're watching the game? Yeah. It's just even, even the build up, like driving to the game and stuff like that. Yeah. You can, you can now leave 10 minutes before you. You need to meet because there's never any traffic. There's no build up. You turn up, the stadium's empty. It's Weird. there's like two security people. There's oh, it's, I could go on all day. I don't want to sound ungrateful. I absolutely hate it. I don't know if you've yeah. got the gist of that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like I say, I mean, I miss, I miss. You know, you miss walking up the Digbeth, walking up the hill towards the Blues. You miss walking up to the Tilton Roads. You know, seeing all your friends and all that. And oh god, it's it's horrible. It's it's so yeah. depressing and it's sad. I mean, for Even you, that Paul, boys. Even, even, that guy's, say, yeah, even that guy's uh, dulcet tones as well, walking up the Coventry Road, made him broke. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Made him broke. Made him broke. Yeah, yeah. Made him You miss Nick buying a beer as well. Yeah. <laughs> That's like it yeah. never happened. Um, someone's asked, um, can you ask Paul if he had wish, he wishes he had, had more international appearances for Scotland? And how proud was he getting onto the pitch for the senior team while at Burn? Oh, that's an absolute no-brainer. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd have loved more international caps. Uh, I was, I've, I've been in about six, seven squads, but I only ever made the pitch once. But listen, I've, I'm very grateful for that because there's millions of people there that have never done that. And it, mm. I was only on the pitch for four minutes, but at those those four minutes, I tell myself I was one of the best players in Scotland for that for that four minutes because I was playing for Scottish mm. national, yeah. and I'll be Amazing. forever proud of it. And as as I mentioned, the the Birmingham shirt I've got, I've also got a. My Scottish, my Scotland shirt as well, and yeah, mm. it's the pinnacle of your career, isn't it? It's, the, it's your national team. Mm. Yeah, Who, was so the the that, but, Who was the manager when uh, you played? Who was the manager when you played? The manager was Gordon Strachan. Gordon Strachan. Okay, yeah. I was in, yeah. I was in the squad under under Craig Levine a couple of times, and then Gordon Strachan took over. Gordon Strachan gave my debut at Celtic, and uh, yeah, he was a manager. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> going back to your time with us, then you got any funny stories you can tell us from like in the dressing room or? Amongst the squad, any good pranks or anything like that? There must have been loads. Uh, yeah, there was always stuff. To be honest, I was probably always the one that ended up being the daft one that ended up doing stuff. I remember when there's a hot tub in the home dressing room and, uh, do you know, the foam burst shower gel? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're just like, yeah. just just carrying on. You can imagine, you know what the ending of the story is. You just, we're just carrying on and I ended up squatting a bit of that. And, and honest <laughs> to God, the, the dressing room was full, full of bubbles. <laughs> but it got quite serious and I ended up getting called upstairs and listen, you can't do this, you can break the filter and stuff like that. I swear to God, it was it was like a phone party. Boys are coming in off the, off the pitch going, what's going on in here? There's <laughs> bubbles everywhere. Uh, I think what others, there was always, listen, we're always up to, always up to something. I was always up to something. I loved the, the banter the, off the pitch. Like, this is why, another reason I'm hating it right now, we, we're not allowed in the dressing room with each other unless it's a match day. I just miss all that yeah. camaraderie we used to yeah, we yeah. had a dartboard in mm-hmm. there like Gary Rowett and uh, his staff used to come down and play against us after training at darts. Just, just that genuine like camaraderie with everybody. Uh, yeah, Big Ziggy was Big Ziggy was always always good. Uh, I'm trying to think, it was just always something going on. But 
But I think if there's anything anything major. Uh, somebody, somebody's uh, just asked. No, just, um, uh, again, asking whether whether Ziggy paying. Zig paying for him? Is it true? Do you know what that means? Oh, I heard all, I heard all those rumours. Oh, no, there's rumours. Go on, go on, go on. Yeah. Oh, no, there was all these Ziggy rumors, funded so it, yeah. I, yeah, so I came my first year on loan, if you remember right, and then I had to yeah. go back to Swindon because yeah, there was all those yeah. financial, financial issues and mm. Lee Clark was calling me every two days, keep me updated, and it got to the stage where it was dead. So mm. a week left of the window, it was completely dead and I was, I'll be, I was genuinely gutted, like gutted. I was like, so I was on my way to Blackpool, actually physically driving up the M6 to Blackpool and mm. I spoke to Alex Ray, the assistant manager at Blackpool and it was just something that didn't sit right with me and thankfully I just had this feeling, I was like nah, so I didn't sign there but then Lee Clark had called me and said listen we've managed to, to fork up some money, we've agreed a deal with Swindon and then all these rumours come out that it was Ziggy that paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, no, I don't think that's true. I wish it was, because I'd love to have spent some of his money. <laughs> especially, being, especially being Scottish. Yep, of course. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I'd never seen a £50 note until Ziggy had pulled his wallet out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's, the, what's, what's the funniest thing you've ever seen during a game? Like, in, during a live game? Any, anything anyone's... What, what, like, the funniest thing you've maybe seen a, a teammate do, or an op- a, opponent, or from the fans, or anything like that? Uh, no, it's going to sound as if I'm always talking about myself here, but do you, no, no, there's no, a, no, there's, no. A, there's, there's a clip on Soccer M. Do you ever remember me fall against Charlton one of the last games of the season? So Michael Morrison's got the ball and I'm backtracking to try and get it, and yeah, and you fall over, my foot yeah, caught over, yeah. and, I f- and I fall over, and I remember just. <laughs> Like, Morrow had the ball and stopped. He kind of laughed and then turned around Gary Roberts laughing and everybody's killing themselves <laughs> laughing. But uh trying to think during a game. Nah, not, not, nothing that funny. I remember, like, some, like, major incidents and stuff like that, like the Forest game where, listen, it's funny at the time, but the I saw Mbalonga punches the ball off the line in the last minute and mm. Gary Roberts going mad, it's a penalty, it's a penalty. And the reason it turns out, the reason we got that penalty was because Stuart Pearce had said to Rabbit, yes, yeah, Stonewall Penn, he was a manager at Forest at the time. Yeah, yeah. Just about as the corners come out to come in, he said he said to Gary Rabbit, it's a Stonewall penalty. Like you can see that, but I don't know how he's not seen it. So Gary Rabbit shouted to the fourth official, even he says it's a penalty. So then the fourth <laughs> officials radioed through to the referee and said, I think that was a penalty, by the way. <laughs> so Nottingham Forest managers got us a penalty to them. <laughs> didn't he get sacked as well? He got sacked straight after that, didn't he? He might have done, yeah. He might yeah, have done that's he did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He got himself sacked. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Eh? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah um, else someone's something. just said, "Did you ever play in a Celtic Rangers match? An old firm?" Guy? I played the last twenty last twenty minutes in an old firm. Yeah, left back under Tony Mowbray. Yeah, uh, at Ibrox. Yeah, so it's good that I could just like I was on the bench for loads of them back then in Scotland. To be honest, a lot of time I was probably on the bench by default because in Scotland you had to have two under twenty one players on the bench at the time. Mm-hmm. So I was always one of them. So I was always on it, but then. And they end up at, I deserve my place there because I end up getting moved into the first team dressing room and stuff like that. And yeah, I played, uh, I came on the last 20 minutes. We actually, I think we lost the way to, way to Rangers, but that's, mm-hmm. not, that's another thing. And, and I said, when I'd say right now, if my career was to finish tomorrow, then there's a lot of things that I'd be, that I'm so proud of, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, yeah you, absolutely. Yeah. You, you played against Barcelona as well, didn't you? Yeah, that was my home Champions debut League. at Celtic, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Home debut, yeah. Yeah, yeah, home debut of the last 16 in the Champions League. 
Yeah, I know it was. Yeah. But I just knew, listen, I've never, ever been one for getting nervous. I never get nervous at football matches. I was going to say, you never, you never got nervous. No, yeah. never. No, genuinely never. Because I knew, even then, I knew, listen, it's a win-win situation for me. If I play well, then it's unbelievable he's played well. And if I don't, yeah. it's my home debut against Ronaldinho, who was arguably one of the yeah. best players that's ever played the game. Messi was on the other side. So I thought, well, what? if I don't, then mm. who cares? Like, I've, Yeah. So it was it was a win win for me. It was oh, it was unbelievable. What a night! Yeah, amazing. The closest cool. I ever got to those guys was playing them in in FIFA and stuff like that. So to actually <laughs> see them in the flesh and play against them was unbelievable. Are you good at FIFA, Paul? You good at FIFA? I don't honestly. I don't play. No, nah, I don't play computer games. No, no, no. I've got two two young girls. That I'm too busy having to chase after all the time no good time <laughs> nah I don't play computer games now uh, we can't get away from that game uh, someone said the noise of Bolton is still remembered by Bolton fans and they comment it's mm. the best atmosphere they've ever had Never. absolutely yeah yeah yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah. Do a, we'll do a few yeah. we'll do a few quick fire live questions now yeah that's um, what so, um, so earlier on um, I think it was Kevin Tomlinson asked who was the best player that you played with the Blues <sighs> Uh, oh, that's a Crikey. tough one, isn't it? That's one I played with. Yeah, there's a few. There was too many. There was six months when jo- there was six months when John Terrell was unbelievable. Oh yeah, yeah. John Terrell that was goal, amazing that goal for us for six that months. Yeah, yeah. There was there was there was actually there's a there's a dressing room one. There was there was actually times at half time under. Listen, we were we were what we were under Gary. We were very hard to play against. We were rigid. Or counter attacking teams, and when things weren't going for us, there was genuinely times at half time where the lads would say to John Terrell, "Come on, John, you need to do something for us here." <laughs> and more often than not, it would. But yeah, yeah, John Terrell was up there was very, very good. Uh, I, I loved playing away there. Loved, yeah, playing him. he was quality. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. he just yeah. always looked. I like to make that run down outside the fullback, and he always looked for that one. He, I just loved mm. playing with him. So yeah, they t- yeah. they two stick out, but. Yeah, I obviously enjoyed playing with with David Cottrell as well. Just I always try and go to the ones that I had relationships with on the pitch, and I did a great relationship with Cottrell. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Was you at Leeds in the cup game when Wade Elliott got that absolute worldie? He scored a screamer from about thirty yards. No, so I played my first game against Peterborough, and then we played the Tuesday night against Forest, and I dislocated my shoulder at home. Okay. So I was out for ten weeks, so I missed that game. Is that not the one? Leroy Leeta scored one for about 40 yards that game as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah that was against that was that was Leeds as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Lee Watts is asking, who's the best player that you've played against? Obviously, you just mentioned Ronaldinho and Messi, but... Yeah, yeah. Messi, obviously. <laughs> apart from them, Pear. Apart from that, away from that Barcelona one. <laughs> and nobody's... Oh, you know, we yeah. don't even include uh, Going away for the Barcelona, so just trying to think of the time in the Championship to relate it to Birmingham was... Uh, I used to always find it difficult playing against Anthony Knockout. Yeah. Mm. He was uh, stronger than me. He was, I never knew if he was going down the line, if he was coming inside. He had great feet, he could chop. He had a little dig in on me. He was a good, he was a good player. Very good. Yeah. Always, we, to be honest, me and Grounds just spoke about it the other day. We, the only time Gary Rowett proper lost his head was at, at me and Jonathan Grounds was we played away to Brighton and we used to always have a tough time against he was solid March. Uh, March was his side, and I was uh, knockout on my side, and he used to, he used to absolutely roast the periods. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Steve Jobs saying, tell Paul my wife's just about forgiving him for all the red wine that went on the carpet after the goal at Bolton. <laughs> See, I, to- I told you I saved some marriages. I'm just wondering if there was a bit of a population explosion as well. It'd be quite nice to know what the figures were there. Uh, Benji yeah. Smith's asking who had the worst fa- who had the worst fashion sense at the Blues when you was there. Who, had, who was the worst dresser? Oh, going off just purely for the value that he earned was Ziggy. Ziggy. Ziggy was a bit. Yeah, he was one of the big baggy trousers and stuff like that. But always had his little man bag in. It was probably about hundred grand in that man bag, but he always had it on him. <laughs> Yeah, Linda wants to know who was who was the longest in the shower. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, It's a it's a t shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at UH1.com. That's UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Interesting question. (laughs) Same old question. Same old question. Yes, yes, everybody. Touch it. I love Peter Clans. Oh, right. By a country okay. mile. Uh-huh. Yeah. Peter Love and Crumbs. Adam Wilkes is asking, what is Paul's favourite away ground to travel to? I used to love Leeds. I loved yeah. it at Leeds. I liked Forest as well, to be fair, but I loved it at Leeds. The atmosphere was always brilliant. We yeah. always took, obviously, most, we took, obviously, away fans, other away fans were brilliant, but Leeds was, I love Leeds, yeah. I enjoyed yeah, Wills yeah. as well, to be fair, actually. That was always a good one, local yeah, derby. Always it was always, yeah, it was always, always tasty. Yeah, it was yeah. always, yeah, it was good. That, yeah, Wills yeah. ones were, were really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you played, and then you played in the, um, in the League Cup, at the Capital and Cup against them lot up the road, didn't you? I did, yeah. And there's a there's a video of me going about. Uh, whistling I'm going to say, I was going to ask you about that. Are you whistling a certain tune when you got? Yeah, but yeah, I just, just thought you were. It wasn't deliberate. It was just well, just talking about it on the bus and stuff like that, and I could hear, and I whistled it, and then somebody put it on. I, I must have got caught doing it. I got in trouble for that, by the way. Did you? Did you got in trouble? Yeah. Just got just on the. I went back in on the Monday or something. It was like just basically. You've got to be aware of your surroundings and stuff like that. I was like, aye, good one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Lying, was it? <laughs> oh, crikey. So did, no, did, did you get a fine? No, you can get a fine. No, no, slap in the wrist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on, Paul. Ronnie Cainsey's saying, do you see yourself in management one day? Yeah, definitely. It's something I've always been, something I've always looked forward to. It's weird because the older you get, it's as if you're rushing your career away for that next phase of your life to start. But yeah, uh, no, I've still got, a, I still hope I've got a couple of years left to play. But 
Mm. I'm starting to do my badges and stuff like that. I'm looking, I'm evaluating games completely different to what I used to, but yeah, it's something I'd definitely be interested in. Yeah. Would you say the game's massively different now to what it was when you started playing? Yeah. I would say mm. at my age, 32, 33, I'm probably the last of the old school footballer. Yeah. Like, I mean, old school, like cleaning the dressing room, doing football boots, oh, uh, right. cleaning the boots up. Uh, sports science have took over football. There's no yeah. two ways about it. Like it's a lot they, less physical. You, yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. You can't, you yeah, can't breathe on. About, you can't breathe on anybody now. Nah. That's it. No. Like nowadays, it's it's two day recoveries. People come in yeah. on a Monday and want to do a recovery session. That's unheard <laughs> of. Like I'd never. Do you know what I mean? It's like you play a Saturday, you have the Sunday off, you train normal Monday, but you're now getting sports scientists that are saying no. It's best if they have forty eight hours rest. Then we train Tuesday, wow. then we have Wednesday off. It's just, it's so pampered now, honestly. Mm. I'm, I'm, that, in this, that, I'm, I'm a footballer that, and I'm saying. Mm. Does that lead to many rows? Does that lead to any friction or any rows at the training ground or anything? You know, do you have. It depends if you win or lose. <laughs> if you win, if you win a sport, and a sports scientist says that we need to, to do a recovery on the Monday, it's fine. You lose a Saturday and they ask for a, it's a, it takes a brave sports scientist to ask for a recovery session, so. But I don't mm. think it should change. We mm. used to under under Gordon Strachan and Gary Penzo we used to play a Saturday and then do a, an hour and a half to our session and a Monday, no problem. Mm. I don't see. Mm. I think that's a lot of the problems. Why? Listen, touch wood. I, I was very very fortunate. I have been with injuries. The only mm. bad injury I've had in football is a, a non football related injury. I dislocated my shoulder. Never mm. had bad knees, bad. But, mm. And I I just see that many people getting injured these days with soft tissue injuries and even in the last couple of years is it maybe down to being pampered too much yeah 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 yeah. I mean I, I, even in the stands at St Andrews obviously when we was going I remember saying to my dad and the people around me you know there's no way when a challenge has gone in I've said many times there's no way that would have been a foul going back 15 10 15 years or no. even you know, I know. And, yeah and it's so can frustrating can you imagine it's what it's going to be like in the next, yeah mm. can you imagine can you imagine what it's going to be like in the next four or five years? Well, yeah. Oh, no. yeah, yeah Soon yeah, they'll yeah. be able to tackle. It's madness. Yeah. yeah. It'll be madness. Yeah. It's like... Yeah. You can win the ball now. <laughs> so you can clearly win the ball, but it's what your foot unnaturally does afterwards. You end up with a free kick against you. You can't help if you win the ball and your foot follow throughs. It's your momentum yeah. your body. It's just, mm. just... The old school football's gone, unfortunately. And that's what our club's all about as well, you know, the, the, the physicality, yeah. the work, you know, you put that shirt on and you give 110% and, you know, yeah. flying, in with the, flying in with the tackle and, and putting the player in the stand with it as well, with the ball, you yeah. know, that's what gets the crowd going, yeah. St Andrews. That's what the Blues I think that's why. I, yeah, I think that's why I had such a good relationship with the supporters. It was just, no, I, listen, I didn't fly into tackles, I, I, I didn't shy away from them, but... Mm. I just think at clubs like Birmingham, it's a working man's club. Like, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Use yeah, yeah. yeah. a, a happy for me to say that. And that's yeah, not yeah, like that. Yeah. And, and that's, it's a working man's club. If you give mm. 100%, the fans will, will back you. That's right. Yeah. And yeah. I just thought, yeah, like, yeah. that's just standard. Like, I just, mm. I've always, I've been brought up on hard work. If you work hard, then mm. you're halfway yeah. there. So I just always thought, like, I had crap games for Birmingham listeners. There's times I was terrible and stuff mm. like that. But you always get that little reprieve if you, if you can see that you're giving a hundred percent, that's something I've always done. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. No, you're right. You're right. That's what that's what what blues yeah. fans do look for. They they look always look for the hundred percent, the grafter. Yeah. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Paul uh, Kevin says, um, if you were a footballer, what other interests would he have had? Have you got mm. any other interests on football, and what would you have done? No, I, 
No, I don't have any other Chester. Yep. I left school. I left school at fifteen and went straight in full time with Celtic. So uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think what I was good at at school. Maths. I was alright at maths. Yeah. So, <laughs> so an unbelievable uh, mathematician. Take <laughs> <laughs> work out Ziggy's wages. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I managed, it's a good ma- sorry, I managed a good to work the from... percentage of how much he paid. <laughs> There's a good one here from Sam Mullet. He just said, um, "Was the squad gutted when Gary Rabbit got the sack? And, and what were people's first opinion of, of Zola, Gianfranco Zola?" Oh yeah, great question. So yeah, that's a good question. That so we we won the Tuesday. No, did we draw two each for Tuesday? No, we won. We won one nil. We won. We won one nil. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But mm. there was there, there was rumours that there was rumours building up to it that had been a fallout, and we had we had caught onto that in the dressing room. And but listen, we'd never ever thought that was going to happen. Never. And then we came in, we got a phone call that Wednesday saying everyone's got to come in. And as soon as you get a phone call to say, on your day off, everyone's got to come in, you, you knew something's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. we just put, before we even arrived, when you had left and he just come in and had basically said, I'm sure, I don't know if he said it since, but I'm sure he won't mind me saying, but he said, he just said to us, listen, the club want to go a different direction. They want him, basically, I think what he was trying to say was the club would want him to sign players, like mm-hmm. their players, not his players. And I think there was too many people getting involved in, and I think he basically said, no, we're going just fine with me and my staff. I don't need anybody else involved. And it was right enough. We were going just fine. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and, yeah, and Zola's first impression was, first of all, you go to, when somebody like that comes in, you go to their career, don't you? So you think, what an unbelievable player he was. Yeah. Great career. Done well at Watford. Uh, you think, yeah, be decent. And for me, I thought, yeah, that's will be good for me. Like he'll like attacking fullbacks and stuff like that. But he was honest from from day one. He came in and told us, "Listen, the board are giving me X amount to spend. They want me to bring nine players in. That was always the number he said. They want me to bring nine players in. So I'm going to have to to move a few years on." And it was, I, I enjoyed working with him. I was only there for maybe six weeks or something, but I knew early on that I was going to be moving. Like yeah. that, I wasn't wanted, but. I, I just wanted to wait four or five weeks to see if that would have changed and I tried my hardest to try and change that but it wasn't uh, it sounded from him it sounded as if it didn't come from him but mm. it was almost like you're forced to you've got this money you're forced to spend it mm. what, what, what was Zola like as a person for? yeah good really good wasn't the, the weird thing about it was so you had Zola and you had Kazaragi who obviously was an unbelievable player as well as assistant yeah. manager and we, we had a first team coach called uh, Chioffi mm. who the guy with kind of longer hair and he took absolutely everything Zola didn't take much training just stood at the side Kazaragi stood at the side and he took everything and listen I'm not Mourinho's perfect example you don't have to be an unbelievable player to be a great manager but mm. that respect for him was less than what it was for Zola and Kazaragi because I think the highest he had played was like Serie C in mm. Italy and he was coming in and doing absolutely everything and we're kind of looking him on the pitch and then look, turning around and seeing Zola and Kazaragi at the side and thinking, we want this from you. Like We yeah. want to learn from you. Yours, yours are, the pinnacle of your career was at the top, top level. We want to learn from you. And I think that was, I think Zola maybe regret that now. I don't know. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he took everything and just changed a lot in such a short space of time. And I, I don't think that helped either. No, no. I mean, some of the football we were playing in, in, during that time was... You know, was, was some of it was amazing, but we, you know, we just yeah. didn't get yeah. the results. Just didn't get the results, yeah. did it? Ultimately, C- couldn't win a game. Just couldn't win a game. To go nine, nine in a row or something, they just couldn't win. But yeah, as you said, they played some some really good football. But 
as I said, there was just too much change too soon from mm-hmm. like Gary Roberts and Ten Sessions stuff like that. Like these were uh, Zola's and Sessions were intense. Like the guy that took them to Chelfield, they were intense sessions, but they were just just different and it didn't suit. Gary Robert had had bought a specific type of player. We obviously played on a counter attack, were hard to beat, mm-hmm. and we just kind of we, we changed a lot overnight. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, sure. Mm. Yeah, strange old time that was, wasn't it? That, that sort of couple of years. Well, even yeah. even still now, I don't I don't even know if the club's recovered now from from that sacking of Gary Rowett, To be honest, fuller. Yeah, there was a good. Mm. There was what three, four, four managers in a, such a short space of time, weren't there? Because yeah. I left that year, and I remember yeah. four year, and then uh, Harry Redknapp came in for the last two games, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I went yeah. to I went to the Bristol City away. I drove down to that. Yeah, yeah. 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 And that reminds yeah. me as well. That, that that reminds me. Sorry, Paul, but that reminds me. You talk about Harry Redknapp there, and he was a City boy, Steve Cottrell, and obviously yeah. Steve Cottrell took over from him, and we, we all want to wish him a speedy recovery because he's been yes. in intensive care with COVID, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So sorry, Paul. Yeah. Carry on, mate. Of course, yeah. Mm. Thanks for telling me that. I got... No, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, good. yeah. So uh, I went to the I went to that game that we stayed up. Yeah. Uh, Tom Ross sends his best as well. Um, Paul. Yeah. Good okay. Yeah. Tom, yeah. Yeah. Someone said, "What was your favourite match under the floodlights?" Can you remember a favourite match? Probably uh, that one I alluded to earlier with the the Nottingham Forest one last minute going, to yeah. Uh, yeah. to beat them. That was so that was under the flood, flood, uh, floodlights, and obviously just getting a last minute goal added to it. But I used to yeah. listen. Everybody loved playing under the floodlights, but I genuinely loved playing at St Andrews. I just had, always had a good feeling there, and especially under like Gary Rowett, when we just got that good momentum going, and we're turning yeah. up. And I think I alluded to it earlier, like then we were going well right up to what, February, March, or there or thereabouts, and we just we just lacked that little bit of, probably an extra couple of players, maybe a little bit mm-hmm. of quality. But then again, when I think about it, I think that teams started coming to St Andrews and respecting us, and mm-hmm. maybe started sitting in, and we weren't the type of team to go and break teams down. We like teams mm-hmm. to come and try and break us down and catch them on the counter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe, maybe, maybe we struggled a bit with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, possibly, possibly, mm-hmm. yeah. Who would you say had the biggest influence on your career at Blues, Paul? Uh, off the pitch, completely away from from the pitch, was I, I used to speak to Gary Pendry a lot about the club. Obviously, he knows a lot about the club. Uh, but on the pitch, when when I first got there, Stephen Caldwell was really good with me. Really good. Curtis yeah. Davis was really good with me. Two of them were yeah. brilliant with me. Just making me feel welcome, making me feel part of the group, making me feel as if I was as good as everybody else and I should be there. Mm-hmm. Coming from League Two and League One, and just yeah, they two. Probably because I played beside them as well. The two of them were centre half, so they were really vocal there. They two were, were a massive influence on me. Yeah, brilliant. That's good. Uh, right. Paul, we've got um, a little competition that we, we do now and again. We call it. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you remember that, Paul? Do you remember that, Paul, when there was a sub made at St Andrews and they announced the player and the fans go, who? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, so we want you and our audience to and work out. This is the dressing room is quite down at the moment. Um, me personally, uh, very disappointed. A tough start for us today in the game, and uh, we uh, we're disappointed with the, with the way. Well, with the result, it, yeah. definitely. Um, yeah, I think it's. Been... I think. Should we let our view- should we let our viewers? Uh, yeah, yeah. Have a go? yeah. Do you think you know it, Paul? 
I think I do, yeah. Okay. I think I do. Let's see if I uh, see if I can suss it out anyway. Okay, um, tell us the tell us the tell us the first letter of his second name. <laughs> M. Yes. Yeah. I think you I think you've got it, yeah. yeah. So that gives everybody a clue. These are too these are too easy, these are everybody's saying Gary Monk. Mm, it's not Monk. Uh, yeah. Margaret Margaret Thatcher says Jason Hughes. <laughs> oh yeah, somebody else says Gary Monk. No, it's Mark, not Gary Monk. No, no, it's not Gary Monk. Should no, we play no, it once no, more, Chris? No, Should we play no, it once more for him? Here we go. Oops. One more time. Me personally, uh, very disappointed. Um a tough start for us today in the game and uh we uh, we're disappointed with the, with the way, well, with the result. Definitely, um, I think it's. Been... I can I can see the Gary Monk bit in that. I now. can see the Gary Monk yeah, thing as well. Yeah, there, yeah, but yeah, no, it's not it's not Gary Monk. The, yeah, especially the beginning. They're, yeah, they're yeah, still, yeah. They're still all Shall saying we... Monk. <laughs> yeah, what people are having a go then, Paul? Should we do your? You've done a one to eleven, have you? Players you played with for us? Yeah. Yeah. I did, yeah. Yeah. Was it tough? It was tough, yeah, because yeah. listen, I've seen I've seen a lot of the players you've had on, and they're one elephants, obviously <laughs> unbelievable players. But I I played with more like industrious, hardworking players. Like at my time, obviously with the financial situation and stuff like that, so yeah. it's not quite as glamorous as everybody else. But <laughs> uh, yeah, it was all right. Uh, so in goals, I went Daz Randolph, which was tough because I had the first year I was there was Jack Butland. Uh, and then when I finished, it was Tommy Pack who were both both very good. But Daz, particularly in that season, made some some unbelievable saves. Kept us in. It's a great guy off the pitch. Worked worked really hard. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed. It was one of those goalies where if the back four got broken, somebody broke through. I always had a feeling that he would make a save. He would pull us out of the water, and and he done that on many occasions. Enjoyed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he was a very good goalkeeper. Yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah, he was a really good goalkeeper. And he obviously moved yeah. on to West Ham yeah, and then good. went to, he went to Middlesbrough yeah. as well, didn't he, for five minutes? Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, and then back to West Ham, didn't he? He went from Middlesbrough yeah. to West Ham and then back to West Ham. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah, Ireland's yeah. number one. Uh, right number back, one. I've went, obviously... Go on. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah carry on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right back's... A, but, yeah controversial one for me because I obviously I don't play right backs but when I first went to the club I've never played with this guy but he was there at the club so that's what I'm going for uh, Carrie Stephen Carr yeah. who by the way actually come to Ingebrook was a massive influence massive influence for me as well when yeah. I turned up uh, just having to fill somebody's boots like that who I knew the fans loved and obviously know. quality yeah. first and foremost but he was a great guy yeah. off the pitch with me yeah. brilliant yeah. talked me through games tell me what I'd done well tell me what he'd done in these situations and, and no, he was brilliant. So great leader as well. Like never, yeah. never as I said, never played with him, but he was a proper yeah. leader. I mean, you want him in your lead, side. It, it, <laughs> yeah. It, He'll go it down in club. folklore. It's yeah. another one that will go yeah. down in folklore, yeah. obviously yeah. as the captain of the League Cup winning team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen, he was, yeah. he was brilliant. He was always, he was behind everything behind the scenes. He was, he was at the front of everything. Even when he's obviously the bad injury and stuff like that, he, he, would, he was, uh, yeah, he was brilliant. So yeah. I went with mm-hmm. Carrie as right right back. Uh, I think I've went with Carrie as my skipper as well, actually. Yeah. Just for those reasons yeah. I just mentioned yeah. there, like yeah, he was he was captain of the club rather than captain of the team. I, th- I find these days you get team captains, but he was a proper he was he was a club captain. He looked after everything. Yeah. And <laughs> so centre halves I've went uh, Curtis Davis and Robbo Paul Robinson. Cut Curtis Davis because. He was the one that played inside me. Obviously, the right centre half was very vocal, very encouraging, uh, great defender. 
Don't get me wrong, when he, when he used to, brilliant defender, but when he used to come out dribbling, he was like Bambi on ice at times, wasn't he? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> those, those big dangly legs and you just think, oh, where's he going here? Yeah. But no, honestly, such a nice man. Great guy off the pitch as well. Massive help, as I mentioned earlier, was a, a massive influence on me. Uh, Robbo, just for listen, obvious reasons. Another great yeah. leader, another club, mm. another club captain. Not one of these mm. team captains would... would uh, He's one of the Robbo was one of those guys that if you needed a ball, he'd give you a ball. But if you needed a cuddle, he would give you a cuddle. And he yeah. knew exactly mm. when to when to do it and when it was. He just had that knack. He was just if obviously everybody remembers his, his story coming to the club. He, uh, he I think he, he initially came when I got injured, so I'd done my shoulder, and I think he came in and played. He played a couple of games at right back. I'm sure, mm. uh, and he only came in on. He just came in training originally, and that just shows you the the type of guy he is he came in and then what six, seven years later somebody was still at the club so yeah Rob mm. Rob was mm. uh, another great influence mm. left back as we touched on earlier I've went listen to the video probably say it's a friend's app but I've went Jonathan Grounds because yeah. he was the one I played with most uh, I played with Murph who was a great player David Murphy a great player but Murphy, yeah, unfortunately he a great player mm. unfortunately he was injured a lot so I only played with him eight, nine games uh, mm. yeah. and it's just that first season so the mainstay was was Groundsy, uh, as I as I touched on earlier. That I enjoyed playing with him because I, it gave me that license to get forward that bit more because he liked to he liked to play the game from behind. Didn't overlap as much as I did. Was clever on the ball, good defender. A bit one of those unsung heroes that nobody really. And as as you said earlier, like at scapegoat at times, but his name was big enough and strong enough, and he was a good servant for the club. Great servant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go a four four two. So right right side was very tough on me because this is the ones that I had the closest relationships with. Uh, Chris Burke on and off the pitch, okay. pitch I had a great relationship. Burke was brilliant uh, inside yeah. outside, but just just through the volume of games that I played with with Cots, I'm going to have to say David Cotto because we had a great relationship. I knew when to go around him. I knew when to stay with him. Used to work. I I done as much work for him forward as he did for me backwards. He used to work the winger back for me, come back and help me. I'd help him going forward. We just had a great relationship, a great respect for each other, and enjoyed playing with him. Uh, another one who some was of his, very good. Yeah, some of his some of some of his free kicks as well. And oh yeah, set yeah, set pieces. Yeah, yeah. set pieces. Is uh, is crossing? He used to do this weird thing when Cotch used to cross. He used to always cross without giving the, the full-back a chance of ever getting it. So he used to run and knock the ball diagonally to his right and then cross from like... And a, then, yes. Yeah. yeah, he was a, he was a great... He was great at uh, his delivery and stuff like that. It was great. Uh, Centre-mid, I've went for... I'm going for players that act like suited me more than anything. So I've went for uh, Stephen Gleeson and Wade Elliott with an honourable mention to David Davis as well. I love I loved playing with Digger. Digger was... Mm. We used to call him Bowser. No Bowser for Mario. Yeah, we used to call him Bowser. He was just yeah, that's what we used to call him. He was just so strong, powerful, such a powerful runner, great lad. Knew the club inside out. Uh, used to love playing, but Stephen Gleeson again, as I mentioned, I like to get forward as obviously you've seen with myself and Cots. And Gleese always knew that he had to be in that kind of gap if it broke down to cover me basically. So he always knew and. He always tried to get myself and Cots on the ball. He'd always try and play down our side, and he was just like it was like a comfort blanket for me and Cots. He was just always there in a position for us to 
to go and try and do our stuff going forward. So, mm. so him on that right side of the uh, in the middle and Wade Elliott on the other side again just yeah. to Wade just to pick the ball up from the left back or the left midfielder. And as soon as I seen him come inside, I knew I could bomb. As soon as I bombed, he'd always try and play that one in behind. And nine times out of ten, his passing range was ridiculous, oh, amazing. Brilliant. Yeah. He'd always get he was always get me on. He was all he could he could score a goal. He was feisty. He used to used to go into tackles, silly at times, but he was feisty. Mm-hmm. Uh, great passer, nice lad again. Great proper pro, top top pro off the pitch. Uh, so they two in the middle. Uh, left is obviously a Birmingham prodigy and Damari Gray. Dimmy, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, the thing I liked about Dimmy most was, listen, young lads that got a lot of hype these days and a lot of speculation can go to their head. Dimmy had this well and truly just two feet on the ground. Smashing mm. lad, great lad. Even when, I remember the story when, when he was going to Burn, uh, when he was going to Leicester. Uh, I'm trying to think who signed, who signed, was it Ranieri that signed him at Leicester? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Ranieri and somebody, or some British, I don't know if it was Craig Shakespeare or whoever it was, it was there at the time had, had yeah, yeah. called him and said, listen, this is what we're going to do this, we're going to play here. And the deal still hadn't went through, but him knowing that he was going to Leicester at that time, stuff like that, he kept his two feet on the ground. He was a great lad, great lad. He was always willing to listen, always willing to learn, always doing extra, and couldn't be happier for somebody like him to go on and do what he'd done. He was a smashing lad, and listen, it's, I don't even need to say much about his ability. It's, he went on and mm. won the Premier League with, with Leicester, but yeah, again, yeah, yeah, again, could uh, could go inside, could go outside, not favourably, but he was that quick. He could get past somebody and outside, then cut inside. He, uh, yeah, it suited us to a T. Uh, the way we played under Gary Rowett, especially with counter-attacking, with, with him going rapid, Cottrell going rapid, with Jan mm. Magoma, who was quick as well. Who, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the two of them were different for courts. That was a good thing that Dimmy was a dribbler, would try and link up with people, would try and get uh, take players on and stuff like that. Courts was the other side would stay wide, cross the ball, work mm-hmm. one twos with me, etc. So it was a good balance to have on, on either side. Uh, the two up top, I never really, there was only really three, four mainstay strikers that I'd played with at Birmingham Peter Lovenkranz. Uh, and Kingy were the first two, Marlon King were the first yeah. two that I'd really played with mm-hmm. strongly. Ziggy was there at the time as well, but Ziggy, and, I've went with Ziggy and Clayton Donaldson. Uh, Clayton was, was massive for the way we played. I know we talked about the counter-attack when we were pegged in and teams were oppies and wingers, as, as I mentioned, worked, worked really hard, got back in to help the fullbacks out. Our outball at times was Clayton Donaldson against three, four defenders. And for some reason, he always got there. He either got a foul, he got the first touch, got us up the pitch. He used to run channels like chasing chickens. Honestly, he could catch a chicken, Clayton Donaldson. <laughs> he was unbelievable. Put the ball yeah. down his side, he would get there, strong in the air. Scored goals, scored goals. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Just mm. pure, purely for work ethic. Uh, clever, but another great lad. Uh, no big ego, nothing. Mm. Worked hard. And he was a joy to play with at the time because he really he got us up the pitch. And I just had this knack with Clates. I knew where he was running, when he was running, and I used to just put the ball down the side all the time for him and I knew he was going to get there and he got us up the pitch. So yeah, Clates and uh, Big Ziggy. More more the the first year I was here under Ziggy for the first couple of years, I was actually surprised at how good Ziggy was with the ball at his feet. Ziggy mm-hmm. actually used to say I pref- 
I'd prefer you. So looking at him, he's twelve foot eight or whatever he is. So yeah. still, just, you just just initially think I'm just going to have to I'm going to have to put it up high for him. Mm-hmm. But no, he used to always he always said to me because I used to like that reverse one in the striker. When I used to see him, I used to think twice about it just because he was a big guy, and I used to think he's going to want it there. And he used to say, "No, I want it to my feet." And then mm. I didn't know too much about him. And then it turns out, obviously, him and David Villa were strike partners at Valencia and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So you think, listen, the guy was obviously very good with his feet to yeah. to play there. But Ziggy was again off the pitch. I was actually really close with Ziggy. He was, he was a really good guy, probably because he paid for me to come back to the club, mind you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, st- you still talk no. to him at all? Just, are you still in contact with uh, Ziggy or not? So, no, I've not. Yeah. To be honest, I've not spoke to him for not like year, maybe about a year. I've not spoke to him, but I used to mm. see him a lot in in Solihull and stuff like that. And I knew he was hanging about to mm. uh, for citizenship for his kids and stuff like that. And, yeah. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, yeah. I actually, I seen him when Scotland, believe it or not, we, we qualified to go to the, the Euros when we beat Serbia. He was on yeah. the bench. He, I think he must be a coach at Serbia now. He's a coach, yeah. No, he's part yeah. of the coach, yeah. He's a coach, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a good, good yeah. team, though. That is so, uh, really, really, really good team, yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah listen, as I said, it's it's not glamorous. It's it's industrious. It's effective. Yeah. I, I would say most, all of them would give 100%. Mm. Oh yeah, you know that none of them players are going to leave. They're going to leave everything on the pitch, aren't they? Every one mm. of them. Yeah. Ray just mentioned regarding Ziggy. He says uh, those goals he scored away at Leeds. He was. Oh Unplayable. Absolutely unplayable. Yeah. Wasn't he? Yeah. 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 yeah so do you want to tell us, Paul? Paul, do you want to tell us who the um, the whoobies? Because uh, oh, everyone's yeah, saying yeah, Michael. Yeah. Everyone's saying Michael Morrison. Um, and it's not Michael Morrison. Uh, we've had many Gary Monks. It's not Gary Monk. So do you want to? Who do you think I he is, Paul? I hope I'm right. Uh, yeah, I'm right. Is it Hayden Mullins? Yeah. It is indeed. Yeah. 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 I'll just play it again. Another, by the way, he was another very good player. Yeah. Me personally, yes. uh, very disappointed. Um, a tough start for us today in the game. And uh, there you go. So uh, yeah, well done, Paul. Didn't we call him back? He was out on loan somewhere, wasn't he? And we called him back to play against Bolton at centre half. Yeah, I was going to say Hayden Millen's first game back from loan was centre half, and he was unbelievable that game. Brilliant, he was. Yeah. absolutely brilliant. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was a good lad as well. Good, proper good player. Played in the prem and that, didn't he? He was a good player as well. Yeah. Uh, so when, yeah. when, sorry, I was going to say when you was at Blues, did you actually live in Solihull? I stayed in Dickens Heath. Oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I stayed there for the five years I was there. Uh, mm. I stayed in. Yeah, I stayed there and then eventually, actually, my last year at the club, I stayed in Colin Doyle's house. I moved to Colin Doyle's house oh, when he uh, left. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, so I stayed in his, yeah. 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 Uh, okay. And no, nobody nobody, leave, nobody believes that was um, Hayden Mullins, by the way. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Craig just said that was one battling team, that would be. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Graham just says... Uh, was Paul there, and what did you think of Jack Stora? Listen, Jack Stora had Jack Stora had something. Jack Stora was yeah. a good player, but similar to listen, different different scales of quality to Ravel Morrison, but similar it was just something that didn't quite work for for Jack at, at any club at, at football. I just think it was a mentality. It was difficult for him, but he was a good player. He wasn't actually a bad lad, but he just he just couldn't. I think it was the Wolves game. He got sent off, didn't mm-hmm. he? Yeah, against Wolves. He played Wills, he got he got he got sent off something silly. I think he must have kicked out or punched somebody or something. But 
that was yeah. just him. But he was a good player, but just unfortunately, sometimes in in football, your your attitude is is far superior to your ability. Yeah, yeah. I went to the friendly at Kidderminster. Um, you know, one of the pre-season, he scored a hat-trick, didn't he, against Kidderminster? And, yeah, um, he did. Some of, his, yeah. some of yeah. his finishing in that game was top draw. Yeah, it's a shame. He was a great finisher, as I said. He was a great player. Like, mm. very good ability. And Gary Rowett tried everything with him, tried to give him every opportunity, tried to seek help for him. Richard Beale was, mm. Richard Beale was unbelievable with him. He tried to seek, like psychiatrists and stuff yeah. like that but it just it wasn't it'd be unfortunately mm-hmm. mm. uh, uh, being a hard Scotsman <clears throat> what are his thoughts on players that wear snoods and gloves <laughs> uh, and, and headphones as well Paul Oh, no, headphones, no, no, no. Headphones, I know. Oh, it's a good job. Because I'm on a flat, I know. Uh, <laughs> oh, listen, I'm not a massive, I'm not a massive fan of it, but it's, especially in games, I, I can't, I just, I don't understand why people wear gloves in games. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be allowed. I'm not, snoods and gloves in training, fine, but I don't like hats in training and stuff like that. I don't, I don't think you should wear hats in training. You've got to head the ball at times. I just... I'm I'm old school though, and people yeah. tell me that every day at Swindon I'm old school. <laughs> mm. uh, we haven't we haven't talked too much about what you're doing now, um, and people asking, like, "Are you at Swindon?" and and so forth, and uh, and that's where you are. Yeah, I'm back at yeah, I'm back at Swindon. Uh, yeah. As as people always say, you never go back to a yep, place you had success. Back. But I came, yeah, but I came back and and had success again, and uh, another club listen. I, Another club I've got a great relationship with. Had great times here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I'm now the first player in the club's history to win two league titles. So, right. like, I've, I'm right. a, yeah, yeah. So another great achievement for me. I'm so proud of that. But mm-hmm. not went too too well the, this season so far. But uh, hopefully we can we can pick up. Mm. Yeah, mm. Nice, nice little family club, Swindon. Is nice little, uh, tight, yeah, it's tight good. little ground. Yeah, it's yeah good. nice little ground. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Apart from when they're beating us, apart from they're beating us six four. Oh yeah, yeah. Another right. <laughs> yeah, there was a game. There was a game, Paul, back in the nineties, early nineties, when it, when uh, we were four one up at our form against. We were four one up. It was when Glenn Oddle was the Swindon player manager. Yeah. And, um, we we were four one up that, at our. Was that the Premier League? No, no. no. No, it was what he's now the championship, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, and um, yeah, we, we were 4 1 up at half time, and, and he got changed second half and come on, didn't he? And the Beatles 6 4. Yeah. Yeah. The count, the county ground, no, Blues. Andrews. Blue, Blues. Oh, yeah. was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Oh, supposedly, weren't it? God, we've had some horrible days. The real game, that was. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, we talked about this briefly before before we went on air as well. Um, after the eight 0 defeat from Bournemouth, what did Rowett say to get the team firing? Honestly, the first thing he came in and said was, "This is the first and last time I'll mention the game," and it was literally the game has gone. I can't affect it. You can't affect it, and I will never go back to it. I'll never talk about it. It's finished. We start now. Every single player's got a clean slate. He was very listen. He was very, very good in his his first training session. He came in and stamped his mark straight away to the point where, as I said, we we come in on the Wednesday and we trained under him. He had to give us a Thursday off that the session was that intense, and he had to do it. He just had to stamp his authority straight away, yeah. bang. So you just had bang straight away. You've got his respect. Uh, mm. you, you, he's got your yeah. respect straight away. You think well, and it, 
listen, I, I loved working under Gary Rowe. He was one of those managers. He never ranted and raved, but he just had this thing. Win, lose, or draw, every eight, nine, tenth game, he'd come in and have a little go, and you'd think, well, he'd stand up a bit. Win, lose, or draw, he just had this. He just kept us on his toes constantly. But yeah, he yeah. never never mentioned the, the 8-0 game at all. Just And I think his first game we went and drew... So we lost eight now, and then we went yeah. went and drew now now with Wills, didn't we? Now now Wills, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a he was a great player for us as well, Paul. Do you remember him? Oh, as a player? Yeah, I don't remember him as a player, but I I seen a lot of clips with him. Obviously, when he came to the club and stuff like that, and yeah, he was a fullback, wasn't he? Yeah, 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 right back, back. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right right back, yeah. Off, yeah. yeah, he was such excellent a good, for us. Good, yeah, such a good uh, right foot. You know, he rarely wasted a pass. He was just. He was solid, yeah. solid, solid defender. Yeah. Did he did yeah. he get did he get involved in training as well? Did he have a go himself? Not really, no, 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 not really. He he took everything. He took everything. him and uh, the assistant, uh, Summers, Kevin Summers. The, the the two of them took uh, the two of them took everything. But the the manager was so from day one we done a lot of like back four work and shape, and you could probably tell that obviously the results we started getting. But no, we always had Gary Rivett changed to Thursdays off, so we'd be on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Monday would be like a Kind of, kind of lighter session the Tuesday Wednesday would be intense sessions his sessions were intense uh, yeah. but yeah lo- loved working under him loved working under him didn't you have a didn't you have a penalty shootout competition against him as well or yeah. someone did, yeah I remember that was it yeah. or something staff against players yeah I think the staff that was actually <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it was for Blues TV yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Poo says this is a, this is a really nice comment. He says um, uh, many remember you for the goal up at Bolton, and rightly so. But I always remember you as a top attacking right back who was also a decent defender. Nice comment there from Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate that. Thanks. Uh, question for Paul: What's your favourite boots? What type of boots do you like? Oh, I keep going on about being old school. I just believe it or not that the game I played. For Scotland, the four minutes, I was the only player on the pitch to have the same same pair of boots as a referee and the two linesmen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proper old school. I'm 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 always black boots. I like like old school black pair. My traditional, my yeah. To, yeah. Yeah. I've always always been black boots. So yeah, you know probably pair my kings. Yeah. Do you know what drives me mad as well, Paul? When you're watching the football on the TV now and the players are talking to each other coming off the pitch and they're doing this. Oh yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. What's that all about? Yeah. <laughs> It's as if they don't want the cameras to pick them up. They're maybe hammering their manager, I don't know. Uh, it's, just yeah, I know. Into, it's just come into it in the last few years. I don't get it. I know. I, know. Yeah. I don't get it either. I don't get it. So many no. questions. Not, uh, um, Balti pies, yes or no? <laughs> For me? Yeah. Yeah, Balti yeah, pies, like yeah. Balti yeah. pie, yeah, right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, going back to Jack Stora, uh, Stora got sent off, then took it out on the advertising hoarding, walking uh, off the pitch. I was there. That's his ad. Yeah, it's, a, it's a shame it never worked out for him because he's finishing. I mean, I remember thinking at Kidderminster so we got a player here. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I think that was the final. I think that was the final straw for him. That mm-hmm. that game, I remember Gary Rowett actually coming in after the game and not saying anything to him, and I think that said more than actually having a go at him. So yeah, yeah, sometimes, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes less is more in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brenda Brown's asking, "What did Paul feel like when when us blue noses sank keep right onto the end of the road?" So, as a player on the pitch, how does it feel when you hear the the, the best anthem in football yeah. about today? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used, I used to love it. As I said, that was the first thing I heard when when we, when Ziggy scored that goal, and it mm-hmm. was uh, we just it's just it's just one of those tunes that you just make sure 
the hairs in your, your neck yeah, stand up, doesn't it? And, just, yeah. Just, just yeah. Especially being yeah, yeah. Scottish as well. It's like, you know, traditional Scottish uh, yeah. element there, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, 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 definitely, yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> Makes it even better, doesn't it? Yeah, that's right. Uh, Sid just says, would you love to manage the Blues one day? Oh, it'd be an absolute dream, yeah. yeah. Be, it was a dream for me. To, I said, I'm not going to lie here and say I was a massive Birmingham fan, so I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything mm-hmm. about the club until until I came there, but it's just it's just one of those clubs that it just does something to you, doesn't it? You years have you followed them all your life, you know better than me, but yeah, I'd, I'd love to manage them, yeah. I'd love to manage them. And mm. my, I'm going off my going off my living there, don't expect a world-class team, it'll just be a team that will run about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that... that, that, that yeah, sorry, Mark. One Mark. I was going to say, it, there's always been that connection when players aren't necessarily fans or from the area. I mean, like you said, Paul, you was at uh, Bristol, and I saw you up there, and, and then you see other players at away games sometimes, or even at home games, you know, and all of a sudden, yeah. like Jeff Horsfield, I mean, a horse wasn't a Blues fan, but he just converted big time, and there's yeah. always that connection, you know. Yeah. It's I would have probably been back up. I would have been back a lot more, especially now being at Swindon, I'm not far, but obviously with the mm. COVID and stuff like that, and Obviously, having my own games and stuff, but yeah, just you just get that. I've just got that connection with the club that I just think I'll always have. I, I love my time there and I yeah, enjoyed yeah, it, yeah. and I, mm. I had a good, good, good rapper with the fans and stuff like that. So yeah, it was good. We got a good question yeah. here from Simon Andrews, who's our current coach driver for the club. He's asking, who did you sit with on the team coach? Who did you sit next to? Uh, down the front, it was me, me and Robo next to each other, and then Lee Novak and Colin Doyle. And we, Colin Doyle could honestly heat, eat you out of house and home. He used to just, <laughs> just, just sit on his iPad, earphones in, watch the iPad, and you see this big, huge hand every so often. Just grab a mouthful of sweeties. He was an absolute <laughs> gannet. But yeah, that was that was a four at the table. Me, Robbo, uh, Noves, and Colin Doyle for a, for a good few years. Yeah. Yeah. Football, yeah. Uh, we're running out of time here, but footballing heroes, um, uh, Paul, who was your footballing hero? Uh, when I was younger, I used to uh, Henry Larson was the one for me following yeah, following Celtic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But then as, as I got a bit older and, and I started looking at players, and I'll probably laugh at this, but I used to really like watching Gary Neville because obviously he was at Man United, and I know he's went on and obviously the, the Sky Sports pundit now, and he's he's a laugh and a joke, but yeah. he had a hell of a career. I think a lot of people forget that he did have a hell of a career, and yeah, he did. oh yeah, and a lot, of, yeah, yeah, and. I, I, I really enjoyed watching him as as that position. Yeah, yeah, he was a top player, Gary Neville, brilliant player. Yeah. Have you ever met him, Paul? Yeah. Have you ever met him? Uh, no, no, I've I've seen him. I've sat like a couple of rows. I, I, so when I when I left uh, Blackburn, I, I I went a couple of couple of weeks without a club, and I just enjoy football. So I started going and watching some local games at Field. I stay in Lytham, so I was going to Field games, and they were playing against Salford and. Sat a couple of rows away from, but I've never actually met him. No. Mm-hmm. And who would you say is the best manager you've ever played for in your whole career? Uh, the one that the one I probably learnt most from, probably because we were younger, younger as well, was was Gordon Strachan. Gordon Strachan's mm. co- coaching wise was was unbelievable. Uh, yeah. Decanio was another one that was his, his coaching was was amazing. Knew the game inside out. Uh, but it's weird because this question gets asked a lot: who the best you worked under? And I loved working under Gordon Strachan, but. There's something you take from every manager you work under. Gary Rowett, for instance, the his man management and org- his organisation, his tactics, and was brilliant. Like going off the, at, at Birmingham, Lee Clark, his his enthusiasm, his his uh, passion, drive, 
tactical yeah. as well at times. There's, there's, there's just little bits you pick up from everyone, but the one I always go back to is Gordon Stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's many highlights as well, isn't there? I mean, the first home game sticks in my mind as well. Gary Rowick's first home game against Watford. Watford, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Watford, they were yeah. they were unbeaten for a, a bit as well, top of the league, weren't they? And obviously yeah. at the time we were struggling, we, we got that yeah. we got that nil nil, and then uh, yeah, we beat them two one. Yeah, that yeah. was another good night, great night actually. That was one of the yeah. best nights under the lights. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, there we go. Well, there we go. Our time is up. It's, it's finished. The show has gone. An hour and a half gone like gone like that, man. Time flies oh, and you're having fun, doesn't it? Crazy. It's yeah. been a pleasure, Paul, mate. Thanks for, thanks for giving Appreciate up the it. Brilliant. No fantastic, problem fantastic. at all, anytime. So, thank you to Paul Hipkiss. Good night, all. Keep right on. Mark Adams. Take care, everyone. Have a good week. Bye. And the, <laughs> and the legend that is. Paul Caddis, thank you very much. Thanks very much. Take care, guys. Thank you. And good night. Good night, all. Good night. We'll support you till the end of the day.